0: Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor and I'm your host for today. Friends, did you know that joy is not dependent on the state or season of our marriage? Or that joy in marriage is often birthed out of seasons of difficulty? Joy in marriage often coexists with other very real emotions. And there's so much more. Because what we are really seeking is authentic joy in marriage. It is my pleasure to welcome to the show today, Amanda Davison of A Wife Like Me, to have this conversation. Woo! Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. We have so much to talk about. And when you sent me these statements in advance, I was like, sister, you are so on point. (laughs) Woo! Because this is what you do Mm -hmm. each and every day. This is the ministry that you work on is Authentic Joy in Marriage.
1: That's right. So
0: talk to us a little bit about a wife like me. How did you even get started in this? There has to be a story.
1: There is. There is. Yeah, 12 years ago, I was married. Um, We had two kids at the time, and I found myself so frustrated. Uh, I had a relationship with the Lord, I thought. I mean, we were attending church. We were praying together even, but I was so frustrated and empty in my marriage. And at the time I asked myself, you know, this question, like, I wonder if there's another wife like me out there who's frustrated, who feels alone, unseen, unloved maybe. Um, And so I left my marriage actually with our two kids at the time. I ended up coming back only because I had um, really like a, a, I hit rock bottom and I did not want to be divorced, but I didn't know how to be married either. So I came back home, I said, I don't know what to do, but we have to figure this out. That Sunday we went to church and ended up surrendering my life to Christ. I heard the gospel for the first time, uh, and I laid everything at his feet, including my marriage. And so everything began to change at that point. Uh, About a year later, I knew the Lord was saying, Amanda, I want you to, you know, Invest in and and share what I've showed you um, with other women. I was actually I had my master's in counseling at the time, and I thought, what does this? What do you mean, Lord? Like, what are you asking of me? And it was interesting. I was going back through a journal uh, that I had just recently written, and it said, I wonder if there's another wife like me. I had asked the same question a year later, but in a different way. Now I was wondering, I wonder if there's a wife like me who you know, is, could be saved, you know, from walking down the path of divorce or who just doesn't know what it feels like to be happily married um, herself. I wonder if there's another another wife like me who doesn't know her identity in Christ. And so all these other questions were being asked in the same form, um, wondering if there's another wife who is alone but yet could find community, biblical community, all these questions. So um, essentially the Lord was asking me to start a community of, of wives to equip other wives to, you know, biblically understand what it looks like to live life and then to live in marriage as a daughter of the King. And so that's a community approach. We have um, speakers and writers and counselors who pour into other wives. And so we have our podcast, A Wife Like Me, on any platform. We're on YouTube. We have our website, awifelikeme.com, and our book, Dear Wife. Um, so, so many other resources, and they're all at a wife like me dot com. There's so much that has just happened in the last
0: three point five minutes of your speaking. So, we've, <laughs> I've got to back you up for two seconds here. Sure. One of the things that you said that really stuck out to me. I didn't want to get divorced, but I didn't know how to be married. Yep. And my guess is, if we took a survey of the people out there who are married. Would you say 98.7% would probably raise their hand that say at any given time in their marriage, at least once they have probably said that statement?
1: Absolutely. Even if you're married to, you know, I, I kind of joke about this, but it's true. A, a, lot of, a lot of us out here listening right now probably feel like, I have a great husband. He loves the Lord. He's respectful. He's loving. He's kind. Um, you know, you still have difficulty in your marriage. Then there's like a whole lot of other wives out there who are like, my husband doesn't believe or he's not sure what he believes uh, or he is a Christian, but he's a jerk at home. You know, like all this in between is is many of our rea- realities. And yet like, where do we go from there is the question. And so that's that's my heart, yeah.
0: One of the other things that you brought up that I thought was so key is, what is my identity in Christ? Mm-hmm. Because until we know that, How can we effectively, truly be with someone else?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, I grew up with divorced parents. And so growing up, I didn't know who I was. Um, I had, I was in church, which is super interesting in itself, because I think for many of us, we can, we might check the box of being Christian. Like if you're at, you know, a doctor's visit or on a ballot or whatever, like, yep, I'm a Christian, identify as a Christian. Uh, However, that's very different than understanding and surrendering your life um, and walking in the identity that you actually have already in Christ. And so if we don't have that solidified, then when we go into marriage or any other relationship for that matter, we can have really unhealthy tendencies in in those relationships if we don't have our identity solidified. So it's super important. And as you're talking about this, I just keep like, claim the
0: identity in Christ, like it's there, we have to claim it. And then we actually have to work. We have to take steps. We have to stay in the word. We have to stay in prayer, right? Because it is so easy to get caught into an identity of this world, isn't it?
1: Yes. We know John 10, 10 says the enemy only. He has one mission, and it is to kill and destroy who you already are in Christ Jesus. So as soon as you become a believer, your battlefield, the battlefield, We know from Paul is in the mind, and so the enemy is going to attack your God-given identity, and he does that through the thoughts we think and give give attention to, make agreements with. And so we also know that in Christ we can we have authority because of the blood of Christ and His resurrection. We have authority over what the enemy is trying to destroy. So even though when those you know thoughts come or insecurities come in relationship in marriage. We can literally pray and speak out James 4, 7, which says that therefore submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you can say out loud, Okay, um, walking in our identity is very different than knowing your identity. And so we can pray in the name of Jesus and we can we can tell the enemy to flee when we feel insecure, when we have thoughts that we aren't worthy, when we feel insecure, all of the things. So we can take authority over that. Um, while we're living in marriage or any other relationship. Praise God for that, right? Because
0: anybody who's ever had any I call below the line type of stuff, we know that we have God, and we have His word that gives us the words, right, to take that authority, which I know there's many times I've appreciated. I'm quite certain there are probably people listening that have felt alone, unloved. Let's talk to those individuals right now because this is not just women, right? This can be women and men. Oh, it, absolutely! It can be both. And talk to me about being in that place, and really, like we got the we got the quick version of getting out of that. But talk to us a little bit about that process that you went through
1: hmm. of of recognizing recognizing
0: and just really grabbing hold of. Like, I just don't want to live this way. Like, there has mm-hmm. to be another option because eventually you really got to that place with the Lord. Yeah. But talk to us a little bit about that part of the journey, because I have a feeling there's probably people listening who are still in the sad, alone, not feeling loved, peace.
1: Yes. I think that's important because we, I was just, I mean, I talk about this, I feel like every day, but we can, we have to understand that we can experience very real circumstances um, we can feel very alone in marriage. We can feel hurt, betrayed, angry, sad, you name it. We can very, you know, those are real experiences and real emotions and feelings that we have and that God created us to experience. All the while, knowing who we are in Christ. Without knowing who we are in Christ, which was me the first 29 years of my life, I, when I would experience sadness, pain, betrayal, loss, anger, it completely broke me. And so um, my hope then, because I didn't know who I was in Jesus, was in my marriage or my husband or my mom or my kids or whatever. Um, so without that, you know, real identity, we we will look to these relationships or other things, substances, you fill in the blank, um, something of this world to make us feel worthy, seen, loved, and on and on and on. But so the process for me, and I think, it's obviously different for each of us, but my, my the first 29 years of my life were filled with a lot of pain and loss, abandonment. And so I, you know, had believed a lot of lies about who I was. And so it took the Lord bringing me like on this very hard journey of coming to the end of myself, trying everything I knew how to do to fix the people around me and to make them change to love me better. It took me realizing I couldn't. Um, for me to finally be open to maybe there's something that I'm missing. And so for me, you know, like I said, I had heard the gospel for the first time. It was really this place of understanding the the absolute sacrifice that Jesus Christ paid on the cross for my behalf, that his love is perfect, that his love actually never changes, that it is unconditional, which I had never really experienced. And for me to see myself in my own brokenness and my own sin and my own, you know, for myself, like I can't ever be good enough. And to see that Jesus Christ in his love, in his mercy, in his glory paid the ultimate sacrifice so that I could actually live with him and be adopted into his family. And so it it took like a combination of things for me, but ultimately um, the awareness of what Jesus did for me awakened me to want to live in that versus these other things that were just so conditional in my life and weren't measuring up for me. I love that you are bringing up the wound fields, abandonment. You had these things.
0: And I often talk about when people have those open wounds, if we don't go to Jesus, we will fill it with something else. And that's the lie of the enemy. And this is once you know the Lord and you realize here's the solution, here's the answer, here is the hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, We see the truth, right? We know the truth. We know it for what it is. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because, again, if you're listening and you've got those wounds, Jesus is the divine physician. Mm -hmm. Our hope is in him. And the more that we seek him, seek the word, seek prayer, seek other people who are also seeking those things, that's where the healing is, right? Yes. And that's when all of a sudden in that restoration God does an incredible work in a marriage, in you, in your identity, in him. Like, it's all of the above, right? Yes. Yes. He's so good to us in that way. It's just, it's amazing. Like, hallelujah, right? Because this is the thing that I think sometimes we miss is that we side swipe or we just sign. It's almost like swipe left to here's what's really going on. Because sometimes what happens is people accept the Lord, but then they don't seek the next step, right? Mm. And so I think in that seeking deeper, right, is where we can actually allow God to just keep coming in and healing those wounds.
1: Yes. If we've been living without 100% truth in our lives, which that's really, you know, Jesus could only say that, we have a lot of healing and, and aligning to do, aligning our thoughts and our lives around actual truth. So it's going to be a journey till we die, a you know, of this process of, is that true? Is that what you say, Lord? Is that who you say I am, Lord? Hmm. And then align, 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 and, you know, repeat. Absolutely.
0: Well, for me, I often think in my essay, what is the conversation you are choosing to believe? Is it the conversation with God or the conversation with this world, right? That's Mm -hmm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about so much more. We have to take a brief pause. We are speaking with Amanda Davison of A Wife Like Me. We are talking about joy in authentic marriage, authentic joy in marriage even, and what that really looks like. Friends, we have so much more in this conversation. Don't go anywhere. We want to take a brief pause to thank those people who make this show possible. This is Deb McGregor.
2: Through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice, serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Nourishing Ways by Kelly Joe. Personalized nutrition coaching designed to help women ditch dieting for good and cultivate confidence in themselves so they can nourish their bodies with the food they love without the stress and guilt. Hi, I'm Kelly Joe. I have over 20 years working as a registered dietitian, certified intuitive eating counselor. Let me help you live the joy filled life you crave. Contact me today on Facebook at Nourishing Ways, that's W E I G H S, or call me today at 218 368 This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Amanda Davison of A Wife Like Me. We're talking about authentic joy in marriage. Amanda, going into the break, we were hitting on so many key points about who we are in Christ what it looks like to bring that to the marriage. And one of the things that you had mentioned to me is that joy is not dependent on the state or season of our marriage. And I think this actually ties into this. We may have an identity in Christ, but then all of a sudden we go through a season. Talk to me
1: about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I see this all the time. I've seen it in myself. When marriage is hard, when we're in a difficult season for whatever reason, It's really easy to then lose hope like to, you know, it's one thing to obviously if our marriage is difficult, it's going to affect us for sure. Right. Um, But there's a difference between, you know, um, understanding that we're experiencing something difficult in our marriage or we're in a difficult season versus losing all hope and not having any or experiencing any joy at all. So we have to understand and I think it's it's helpful and important and healthy for us to recognize first like when we think about experiencing joy it like our experience or for you listening your experience is independent in nature. So you experiencing joy is independent from the state of your marriage or even um, you're, you know, the state of your husband or wife. So regardless of their emotional or physical or uh, circumstantial truth or their experience, your experience of joy is independent in nature. We know that, you know, we are promised if you are in Christ Jesus, if you are a daughter or son of the King, uh, Ephesians 13 says that, when you believed in the truth, when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God put his spirit inside of you. And we know from Paul in Galatians that the spirit alive inside of you as a believer is what produces the fruit of joy. And so that means that as a I can experience joy for myself and, Even when my marriage is difficult, even when my wife or my husband is XYZ, um, you know, experiencing whatever that might be. So it's important for us to remember that, that that this is an independent experience that we have. Unfortunately, there's many reasons why we, you know, forget this, or maybe we've never, maybe this is the first time you've heard it if you're listening. But for many of us, we have pathways to pain that make this truth clouded or, Again, maybe this is the first time you've ever heard it, but our pathways to pain, meaning for many of us, when we see a difficult marriage or what we've known to be true about difficulty is that it equates to doom. It, e- it equates to divorce. It equates to hardship. It means something about us personally. When in fact, we know from scripture we can experience difficult things while independently experiencing the fruit of the spirit as we surrender to the king. So this, it again, and this is not a striving, this is not anything we can do on our own effort, but this is a surrender. So even when I'm in a difficult season in my marriage, I can surrender that to God and then the spirit within me can produce more of that joy. So it's not, again, it's not an effort thing. Um, So many of us though have those pathways to pain so we can recognize that when we see that, when we uh, acknowledge, whoa, why am I tying this difficult, you know, this conflict that's unresolved? Why am, I, why am I now, why have I lost all my joy? Well, maybe because I've equated this difficulty to X, Y, Z, you know? And so all of us have different reasons for that. We've already talked about our identity. Many of us have not solidified our identity. So when we are in difficult seasons in our marriage, if we have not solidified our identity, we can become dependent, codependent on our the situation that we're experiencing in our marriage. We can become codependent on our husband. Um, so when we see this or when we experience this, we can you know live in this place of because my marriage is hard, I am worthless. Because um, we're going through this difficulty, or because my husband XYZ that, or wife XYZ, therefore I am worthless unlovable. Therefore, I don't matter. Therefore, our marriage is worthless. We should have never been married. All those lies that come in. Um, And then we can try to overcompensate. We can try to fix. We can try to control. Uh, We can withhold love. We can do whatever we need to do to get them to come back, to change X, Y, Z, so that we feel better about who we are. And so that's a lot of the stuff that we can see when we're in a difficult season in marriage. Um, But we can decide to come back and dig more deeply into God's word. If that rings a bell with anyone listening, you can come back to God's word. You can maybe decide, hey, I want to like get a study and, you know, really solidify this once and for all. Um, Also, maybe we know who we are in Christ, but we've forgotten. And so we've maybe recognized even just maybe through this conversation that, yeah, I have been believing lies from the enemy. I know who I am in Christ, but I'm allowing those lies. I'm agreeing with those lies them to affect my personal well-being And that's affecting, you know, our marriage and so on and so on. So in these seasons where we feel like, you know, it's so hard, which it is for many of us um, at different times, you know, we can stand and we can really grow as we submit, standing in our identity in Christ and submitting our circumstantial reality to the Lord, we can decide for ourselves that we want to allow Holy Spirit to grow and produce more of that joy in us amidst whatever we're facing.
0: I I am so loving this. I love the direction you're going. I love what you're talking about. And the independent piece, I think, is so important. Mm-hmm. And how we respond to situations, the withholding, that's a big thing, right? We see yeah. that all the time. Is it also true that when we go through these rough patches or go through these things, it also sometimes becomes the best thing ever and that we start learning from that and because you talk a lot about like authentic joint marriage sometimes it comes out of the
1: season of difficulty. Let's talk about that. People are like, what? Yeah. So I love Hagar in Genesis 16. It's like one of my favorite stories ever because we see a woman who is feels defeated, feels alone, unseen, unloved and is in a difficult situation. And we see what's cool about her, and what I think is tricky for us as Christians, is it can often feel like we're, we're, because we're Christian, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, but because we're Christians and we're married, then our marriage is supposed to look a certain way. We're not supposed to have difficulty. We're not supposed to whatever, fill in the blank, and that's a lie. Marriage is hard regardless because we're two different people. And so we have to understand that, you know, It is, it is, it's actually a beautiful thing when we can be vulnerable and authentic and say, I'm struggling right now in this. Like, this is not easy today. This is not easy right now. It hasn't been, whatever that looks like. But Hagar, she, she finally admits, we see her kind of leaving the situation and getting alone before God. And she, and she kind of cries out and pours out. And I think that's super cool because again, we're tempted to hide or pretend or perform, And yet Hagar's like, this is so awful. And the Lord shows up. That's actually where the Lord shows up. And he reveals himself to Hagar. And what's amazing, if you read this in Genesis 16, is that Hagar experiences the love of of God for herself. And she goes back to the same situation she was in, but she's completely different. And so I, I just love that, because the difficult seasons, I, I would love for us to look at them not as gloom and doom, but, Lord, what are you working out in me in this season? And what are you going to be birthing in our marriage through this season? Like we, because we are Christians, we have the hope of the Lord Jesus, and we can trust that he's going to birth something from it. We see it all in scripture, where difficult things birth beautiful new things— And so we can trust in that and be honest about how hard it is right where we are. And
0: of course, well, one thing I did want to just put this little thing: we are not talking here about abuse, absolutely, and we just want to name that because yep. I think sometimes we get people listening, and and there is truly an abusive marriage. That is a different conversation, absolutely. and we invite you to seek professional help if if something is going on in that realm right away. We are yep. talking about situations where, like we've talked about, we've lost the identity in Christ. We've got a marriage that maybe isn't thriving the way we'd like it to be, and where we might feel a little bit lost about it. Yep. You started talking earlier about emotions and naming some of those emotions. And one thing that I love that you talk to uh, and talk about on your website and in your speaking is that there can be very real emotions around this just because we're having these great. Oh, we have authentic joy. Uh, There are very real emotions here, too.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. It, you know, again, just like I said, we can have this kind of Christianese uh, twisted idea about what it looks like to live, uh, you know, as a Christian. And I think for some of us, we might be be believing the lie that for me to experience a negative feeling or emotion somehow negates the actual joy or the fruits of the spirit that I also house within. And so we know the Lord created us uniquely complex and he created us to experience, you know, a a huge facet and array of different experiences and emotions at the same time. And so I I hope that's really like hope filled for you listening that, you know for you to understand i can feel hurt i can f- i can experience even pain and betrayal or whatever that looks like and joy it does not negate the joy that i actually can experience in my marriage but right now i also am experiencing the very real feelings of whatever that might look like. Absolutely. You'll hear me often
0: talk about joy is about a way of being. It's not the doing, it's a way of being, which is exactly what you're speaking to. Amanda, I want to make sure people know how to get in touch with you because you've covered so many amazing pieces here. You go out and speak, you have a book, you have this incredible website. Talk to us a little bit about the work that you're doing for the Lord. Mm.
1: You know, I just, I long for women to walk Free, like in the freedom that, that the Lord has for them. Um, and that freedom comes when we know who God is and, and who we are because of the blood of Jesus and his resurrection. So, um, yeah, we have so many resources. If you just go to awifelikeme.com, you'll see everything. You can sign up for our email, which I send every Friday morning. And when you do that, you'll also get all of our free marriage resources, which is super cool. Um, We also are going to be going live each month starting in the fall. We have our YouTube channel again, just search A Wife Like Me, our podcast, A Wife Like Me, on any listening platform. And again, grab Dear Wife. It's 10-minute invitations to practice connection with your husband. It's on our website, again, dot like com. You can find it on Amazon. Um, but just so many different ways to get Uh, involved. And we'd love to chat with you and help.
0: Yes. And you are open for speaking engagements. So Mm -hmm. if people want you to speak at a retreat or even at a woman's conference, any of those type of things, you are available. They should get in touch with you.
1: Yes. Even tell your pastor, I'd love to fill in for him on a Sunday. I mean, give him a Sunday off. All the things. All the the, things. Because you
0: are a wife like me, right? (laughs) I love it. I love it. Amanda, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everyone. uh, It's just been amazing. We want to thank all of you for listening today as we've been talking about authentic jerking. Amanda Davison of A Wife Like Me for joining us today. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering today's program. And we want to thank all of you for listening. Please remember to go out, live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. Live joy, share joy, shine.